When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. gentlemen, I have an NHL regular season scoreboard to update with about six and a half minutes left in the first period. The Lightning and the Rangers are scoreless. Later on tonight, starting in a couple of hours, it's the Golden Knights at the Kings. On this very radio station tomorrow night, we have the Edmonton Oilers season opener. It's a home game against the Vancouver Canucks. The face-off show will commence at 6, and the puck will drop a little bit after 8, and we will have plenty to get you ready for that game for this Oilers season as we move along on Inside Sports tonight. The baseball playoffs continuing, and a thrilling win for the Houston Astros. They got two runs in the eighth, and they got three in the ninth. A walk-off homer by Jordan Alvarez, and they stunned the Mariners 8-7 in game one of that best of five. Earlier today, Philadelphia beating Atlanta 7-6. The Guardians and the Yankees are scoreless in the second inning. Later on tonight, it is the Padres going up against the L.A. Dodgers. All right, that is the scene there. And as we roll into a new NHL regular season, we welcome back to Inside Sports, our weekly contributor during the hockey season. As always, he is presented by our friends at Sentinel Storage. Shop Canadian, store Canadian. Head to sentinelstorage.ca. Former NHL goaltender, now a broadcaster with the NHL on Rogers, and an Edmonton native, it is Kelly Rudy. Kelly, how are you doing, sir? I'm doing really, really well, Reed. Uh, hope you had a great summer. We sure did. Uh, it was certainly smoking hot everywhere that we went, <laughs> including here, staying here in Alberta. But nonetheless, it was just, a, I thought, a spectacular summer. All right. Well, I, I'm curious about that. I know that you like to, to golf, like me, usually quite poorly, but we get out there and play. And, of course, <laughs> yep. uh, uh, you know, family is very important to you. Food is very important to you. So I'm wondering yep. if there's any, any summer story you can share with us tonight. Well, this was a hard one because when you uh, suggested that to me in a text, and uh, it was so obvious, but it didn't occur to me till Don and I were talking. And uh, as you mentioned, we love golf. And uh, we didn't play as often this summer as we normally do for no particular reason. But here's how it, it, it goes. This, it goes this way for a number of years now, okay? So it's my duty to pack up the truck, get all the shoes, all the everything we need to go to the golf course, right? So we pull in front of the golf course, the the bag drop, and of course, as I have previously, I forgot to pack Donna's golf shoes. 
Now, the great thing about that whole story is, is that Donna doesn't say anything anymore because she's hopeful that I forget them because she gets to go into the clubhouse and buy another pair of shoes, right? So she, she reminded me uh, that uh, one time about three years ago, I had forgotten uh, her shoes like a month apart so in that same summer she got two two brand new pairs of shoes and every summer it just continues along and so that happened again this year all right well uh, congratulations i guess <laughs> right <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, that's good yeah what that's do you good. say to that yeah what what do you say to that all right well that's uh that's that's fun though uh i, I it's it's a unintentional way you're being generous to your wife so that's uh, right that's, exactly that's, that's, yeah. that's a classic kelly rudy right there okay. i remember the well, first time it happened she's like all disappointed in me okay i gotta go buy a new pair of shoes there's no more disappointment right it's like <laughs> yippee i get to go buy more shoes <laughs> <laughs> well, hopefully uh, the, the shoes were, were good to her out on the uh, golf course. Kelly Rudy checking in tonight at Inside Sports. Okay, here we go, buddy. Uh, the, the Oilers set to go tomorrow against the Vancouver Canucks. It was not a lot of change for the Oilers this summer. Evander Kane came back. Brett Kulak came back. Certainly there's going to be some tweaking. We'll see how Dylan Holloway is mm-hmm. going to do uh, as, yeah. as a rookie. There are storylines, but there, the, the changes are in net. So Mike Smith is on long-term injured reserve. Miko Koskinen has gone to Europe. Stuart Skinner is going to be in the NHL full-time after we saw him a little bit last year. And Jack Campbell, after winning 31 yeah. games for the Leafs last year, is uh, the new number one goaltender in Edmonton. Your thoughts on Campbell being the guy? Well, and I'll just add one more. Calvin Pickard, I thought, had a really good camp for the Oilers. Uh, very impressive. And uh, I know I came to the uh, preseason game here when Edmonton was in Calgary. And uh, that's a guy that I kind of thought would have a, a long NHL career when I first saw him. And so I know he's trying to make his way. And uh, with the depth that the Oilers now have with Campbell and Skinner, it's not going to be an easy path back. But I just want to make note of that because uh, I thought he had a really good camp. So, And then when you look at uh, the goaltending uh, for the Oilers on a whole, Skinner's certainly going to be a good one, it seems. Uh, looks like he's got a great attitude, great work ethic. But Jack Campbell is the intri- intriguing one for me and in a really good way. So uh, I think you may have or... Uh, I can't remember if we talked about Jack Campbell before uh, in recent years, um, Reed, because you know, he's been on an interesting path. It took him so long. He was a first-rounder of Dallas, so long to get some traction. He certainly did that in L.A., but it wasn't until he went to Toronto with all that pressure that I thought his career really took off, and, and that's what really impressed me the most. On the flip side of it, <clears throat> what worried me a little bit if that's the right term i was worried that he put a little bit too much pressure on himself and blamed himself when when uh, times got a little bit tough and i think that's that's you don't have to do it all the time you can do it four or five times a year as a goalie but you don't have to do that on a regular basis and i think he's learning that but just from a personal standpoint uh i have a lot of time for jack campbell and i'm i'm cheering for him because i want him to succeed because he sounds like such a good guy a really good team person and he's put in the effort, right? He's put in the time and effort. And, you know, for a guy like Campbell, that it was not the easiest path to get to the NHL. I'm really cheering for him. And I think if he plays like he can, he's going to be a big upgrade for the Oilers in that. 
The the one thing I keep hearing about Jack Campbell is he everybody just says he's the nicest guy in the world. And yeah. I mean, I have limited dealings with him and you don't see him behind the scenes or how he relates to his teammates because you know the the yeah. dressing room is a, is a private place for players but everybody yeah. when you say how's jack campbell a lot of players they they grin and they say well first of all he's just a, an incredible guy so i guess just uh just upbeat and positive and, and yeah. easy to deal with so that uh you know I, I don't know if that rubs off on how guys play in front of him or not but everybody comments on what a great attitude he has i can tell you one thing it's a whole lot better to be liked than hated Right. <laughs> if you're back there and you're not very well liked by your teammates, I can tell you that it does have an impact on how they play. So when you talk about that, that you think maybe at times he was a little too hard on himself, was that mm-hmm. comments you heard after games? Was that body language you saw? in games and and i mean maybe that's part of the reason he's liked maybe he comes up and says okay it's 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 my Mm -hmm. fault guys you know he doesn't he doesn't glare at other guys or or you know mike smith was accused of that a couple times last year like you know glaring at a defenseman or whatever but but uh like what what exactly did you see in campbell that that led you to say that it was a combination of body language and just what he said after games and and i get it like he cares um, that's part of his DNA, and that's a quality, and that's something that we all hope that uh, uh, athletes do. They take ownership of uh, how they play and certain mistakes, but that that's only from time to time. You know, it just you, you just can't put too much uh, on yourself. It's a big burden to carry, and uh, like I said, you can do it on occasion, but you just don't need to do it on a regular basis because it, it adds to the job uh, and how difficult it is anyways. Like everybody knows how hard that position is. And so you don't need to drag yourself into a ditch on a regular basis. Now, you know, I think he's, he's grown from that. And I've talked to some people that know him uh, and that that's something that he was aware of and he's trying not to do it too much. You know, listen, like I said, it's a great thing to be accountable, but it's also great to just uh, park that that game or that goal and let it go and then move on to the next one and you don't have to always discuss it yeah well and like you said uh a guy who is expected to to be a number one at a relatively young age and mm-hmm. maybe it took him a while to get there but if you just look at his stats the last two seasons in toronto i mean they're 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 really really good. I mean, 31 yeah. wins in, in the 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 pandemic shortened season. He went 17 three and two with the, right? the 921 save percentage. So and that's uh, now, not now, you can't go you can't have numbers like that in the National Hockey League unless you're playing well. Like it it just exposes you on a regular basis. So those numbers aren't fluky. Yeah. Okay. So Campbell in in goal. You, those are your thoughts there. We are heading into a season in which, unfortunately, we will only see the Flames and Oilers play each other three times. Two of them are this month. The only one in Edmonton is is on Saturday. But there's the, there's the dream that maybe we're going to have another playoff matchup or several playoff matchups in, in the years to come. The Oilers yeah. won last year's series in five. As I talked about, most of the team is kind of back. The expectations are that they're going to be a good team. Calgary initially looked like, well, tear it apart because a couple yeah. of good players are, are leaving. And then, my, oh, my, what a job by Brad Trey living and the management crew to bring in Huberto and and Uyghur and, and uh, you know, replace and Kadri, and, and, and they look like they might even be better than last year. Are, are, are we, can we legitimately be hopeful 
that we might be entering another golden age for the Battle of Alberta? Well, I'm always optimistic, so I'm going to say yes. I hope so. Uh, there's a lot of reasons to think that uh, that battle will uh, be like it has been the last little bit and uh, in the 80s and 90s for a bit. Uh, because, you know, when you look at it on the surface, so Matthew Kachuk, I thought, always did a great job in the Battle of Alberta, and, and most Oilers fans would disagree with me. But that he he really amped it up for that battle, and you know you think of all the wars that he had with Cassian, and and I, I thought he added a lot of spark to that battle that had been missing for a while. So you lose him, but then you bring in a guy like Kadri, and he's a very similar player in the sense that uh, emotionally he's engaged every single shift. He, he hates the opposition, which is a good thing for us as fans, um, because then we feel the spirit of the game. Um, I think that Kadri understands this battle. He's uh, uh, he's uh, he's a hockey fan, so he understands the importance for Albertans and how this battle has been something that we we all really appreciate. Uh, and then you know, I just think that um, there's something about it though that I'm a tiny bit hesitant about it for the first weekend because Calgary they have a tough sledding or tough go here they they start on Thursday with Colorado although Colorado starts tomorrow at home against Chicago I think it's a late start time and they, they probably have the ring celebration all that so they may get in here really late uh, or I guess early on Thursday but then they have the Battle of Alberta those are two tough games to start with and and the reason I bring that up, I just don't see a lot of chemistry right now with the Flames. I haven't been every single day to their practices, but uh, although Daryl Sutter does say the last couple practices, he's, he's been seeing some improvement. So I hope they're able to ramp it up Thursday and in particular Saturday and we get that uh, battle that we love. But right now with all the changes uh, in Calgary, it might be lacking in the first uh, game. Yeah, that's interesting. Sometimes there is that adjustment period, right, for for new players, yeah. even good players, when they go to a new yeah. team. Sometimes it's you know ten to twenty games until they. And what is it? Nine of the first because for Edmonton it's a six game homestand and nine of the first twelve at home. Is it nine of the first ten for Calgary? Yeah, it's a lot, right? And, yeah. And, and so when you first look at it, you go fantastic. Then when you think about it, you go okay. But there is that thing that I just talked about. There are a lot of changes, and you just don't know if they're going to gel right away. And so that could really be a problem for them. Yeah. Okay. Well, Kelly, I'm so glad you're back for another season. Uh, every year I've hosted Inside Sports. Uh, you've been uh, a regular, and I know you were doing it with Dan for a couple seasons before that. So. Yep. Love having you on the show. And uh, also, while we were chatting, I uh, I went on Amazon and ordered a new pair of shoes. <laughs> Thanks. I appreciate it, my friend. I knew you'd have some smart comment at the end. <laughs> hey, talk to you next week, buddy. Enjoy the opening week here. Thanks, pal. Take care. All right, that is Kelly Rudy checking in on Inside Sports. He is presented by Sentinel Storage, Shop Canadian, Store Canadian. Head to sentinelstorage.ca. Of course, you can get in touch. 780-496-0063 is the hotline brought to you by Certainty, the pro's choice for roofing, siding, drywall, insulation, and ceiling systems. Certainty, pro all the way. 
Follow me on Twitter if you are so inclined, at Reed Wilkins, R-E-I-D-W-I-L-K-I-N-S. And you can email the show, InsideSports at 630Ched.com. Got a one-on-one interview with Zach Hyman coming up. We'll tell you a little bit more about Oilers Plus. Uh, 630 Ched has a great promotion to try to get you to an Oilers game. And the Elks this week with Morley is at 730. All coming up on Inside Sports. Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins is brought to you by James H. Brown and Associates, Alberta injury lawyers. Go to jameshbrown.com. All right, here's the deal. There are a couple of question marks about the Oilers roster for tomorrow. Not sure if Warren Fogle is going to play. Not sure if Kyler Yamamoto is going to play. Devin Shore has uh, been brought up from Bakersfield. And uh, Philip Broberg is going to the AHL as they tinker with the roster after they set it yesterday afternoon. But uh, you could see the Oilers possibly, and we'll know more after the morning skate tomorrow, but you could possibly see them play with fewer than 20 players. Uh, 20, of course, the standard number that you dress for an NHL game. Ken Holland, GM and president of hockey operations, was on Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer explaining this. Well, what's happening is, and Phil knows this because I met Philip uh, Broberg earlier today. Um, he is going. To be, we don't know the status of uh, of Yamamoto and Fogel for tomorrow. We're going to make it's going to. They're going to be a game day decision tomorrow okay. morning. We're we're hoping and believing that both are going to play, uh, but the decision won't be made till tomorrow morning. So, to as an insurance, we are sending Broberg down uh, uh, after 5 p.m. today. He's going to go down, and we're recalling uh, Devin Shore. So Shore will be here at the morning skate and we'll see the status of uh, Yamamoto and if Yamamoto and Fogel both can't play then we're going to be going with 11 forwards and 6 defense but we're going to have to play uh, game one, wow. one one man under the uh, under the limit we're hoping that at least one can play um, but we have to pr- we have to protect ourselves now I think you know we're, our roster as you saw was 12 forwards going to be 12 forwards 70 and 2 goalies you know we're basically running on a 19 skater roster uh, I, I'm, I'm expecting in a Assuming that at some point in time this year, uh, and maybe more than one point in time, we're going to play some games less than the, the the limit of 18 skaters. The good news is the way the CBA is, you do that for one game, and then the next game you're able to bring players up that make 850 or less uh, to, to fill out so that you can have a full complement of players. And then when the players get healthy, those players got to go back to the American League. They don't, they don't count on the cap. But uh, I'm hoping we're going to have a full lineup tomorrow night. All right, there's the explanation from Ken Hall and the Oilers could if both Fogel and Yamamoto not deemed fit to play. And they did practice today, but if they're both uh, not deemed fit to play, they would have to go with 11 forward 60 and two goalies, one under the uh, maximum allowable. And obviously most teams always dress uh, 20, so the Oilers would be a little short in that regard. Talking to Kelly Rudy about Jack Campbell, I just got the TV obviously on mute here as I'm hosting the show, but it's the intermission. And uh, the sports, a couple of the sports that panelists are talking. Anthony Stewart has picked Jack Campbell to uh, win the Vesna this year. That's his prediction. Elliot Friedman going with Thatcher Demko from the Vancouver Canucks. Interesting stuff. They're going to go head to head tomorrow night right here on 630 Jet. Zach Hyman when we get back.